0: On front page this morning I have veteran journalist Terence Fernandez and Nadia Najib news editor at Astro Awani good morning folks Morning Jas now, the latest uh, from the PT3. There are big changes ahead in the Form 3 assessment examinations this year under a new format. The changes include written exams for history and geography as well as an introduction of multiple choice questions and two new subjects. Apparently, Asa Science Computer and Rekebento and Technology uh, will be replacing the living skills. Do you feel that these two subjects are more relevant today compared to living skills? Terrence?
1: The current objective of uh, living skills or kemahiran hidup in the MOE manual, and I quote the manual, is to encourage self-improvement, being creative and innovative in designing and producing products out of variable sources. But it adds, such as wood plywood and composite. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so specific, <laughs> okay. right? <laughs> yeah. So this new syllabus I suppose emphasizes on technology okay. and um, we we're do, moving with the times, basically. We are yeah. moving we, yeah, we are moving with the times, but we, are, we haven't ha- seen the syllabus proper. We don't know what it's all about, but I think it's it's meant to encourage uh, innovative and creative thinking. Yeah. Because the li- because living skills uh, syllabus today also talks about culinary arts, also yeah. does uh, carpentry, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, agriculture. Yeah, yeah. So if this issue If these components are not in the new uh, uh, syllabus, maybe we need to get a more holistic approach to uh, the subject. Right.
2: Your thoughts, Nadja? Well, I think the new subjects are, you cannot deny its uh, relevance to today's uh, markets. But I think, in terms of uh, like a lot of homeschooling Mm -hmm. entities, you know, they focus a lot on living skills more than anything else. You see, so I don't think it should be replaced per se, you know, right. but it, it, it can be like an edit. But I think re- living skills, they still do need to incorporate it somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Now
0: it says here next year, all subjects except for five will be prepared, administered and marked by schools. Mm. Do you feel it's a good idea for schools to prepare their own PT3 test
2: papers? I think it's a good challenge. You know, because all this while, they've been relying a lot on the uh, submission board to do everything, right? And I think now it could also be uh, uh, relevant because you have a lot of different kind of schools. You know, you have high-achieving schools and all that. Mm -hmm. So, getting the teachers to to do, you know, to customise their own tests, you know, could work well, could work better for the students. Your thoughts, Terence?
1: You know, well, if the schools are given the autonomy to mm-hmm. set their own exam uh, questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to fudge the questions to, in, to increase or improve their academic standards, mm-hmm. in, you know, yeah, in, in their schools. I think a standardized uh, examination questions set by the examination board will be a better barometer on what are the, what the standards are mm-hmm. and will be able to help identify uh, certain groups that need help, certain mm-hmm. areas that need help. You know, rural uh, folks, rural students obviously will not may not do as well as uh, kids in the in the, in the cities and this will be able to help uh, ac- uh, academicians and the education ministry to target these uh, children whom, and areas that may need uh, additional help.
0: All right when we come back uh, we'll be taking a look at Elizabeth Wong getting a dressing down from the speaker <laughs> that is up next here on Light. Win Your Share of 15K with Sounds Like a Song starts at 9 a.m. And with me on front page this morning is news editor at Astro Awani Najia Najib and veteran journalist Terence Fernandez. Bukit Lanjan Assemblyman Elizabeth Wong's flamboyant, colorful attire at the Slangor State Assembly recently threatened to become a full-fledged drama. It started with Speaker Ng Sui Lin chiding her for wearing a white jacket to Tuesday's proceedings. She wore the white jacket over a high-neck white and turquoise dress and uh, maroon ankle boots so apparently this was an issue is this an issue
1: I like Elizabeth Wong I mean <laughs> she's a very colourful character from yeah. her green hair to her purple boots yeah. but well why she's up in arms about this is you know yet again women are being told what to wear and how mm-hmm. to present themselves by men but if you look at uh, Ng Sulin whom I also like very much from Sukin, the MP the adun for Sukin Chan if you look at his point of view you know the regulation and the Slangon Assembly says bersuit hitam black suit Mm -hmm. uh, bertali leher dan berkasut hitam black tie and black shoes for Mm men and for women it says uh, formal wear, blazer mm. and closed shoes. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't say what colour. Yeah. But Elizabeth is coming from a different point of view because for a long time now, you know, our women representatives you know, from Teresa, from the length of Teresa Cox's skirt in parliament, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, has always been, be, dressing has always been an issue and it always comes from the perspective of men about what is appropriate. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, your neckline is too low, your skirt is too short, mm. you know, you're not wearing a tudung, uh, your leotards are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> Someone
2: sure. came in leotards? <laughs> <laughs> That's a first <laughs> What are your thoughts? Uh, okay yeah. For for me I don't see an issue If what she wore is um, At least it's, it's properly covered It's decent, yeah. you know um, But I think It's also important for, at least for people to note that um, even with alons and MPs, they can adhere to regulations, mm-hmm. you know. So people need to see that, you see. So if there's already a regulation, mm-hmm. people need to see that, you know.
1: I think the, the argument is that You're your lawmakers If you mm. can't follow Your own simple regulations right. Exactly uh, post- <laughs> you know? You know, But then again There are other issues For you to yeah. occupy your time <laughs> la, than Yeah you yeah, post- yeah. Dressing, yeah, That's true
0: see? also yeah. Alright So has the drama Ended there and then Or are we still discussing this I mean obviously not here But you know In the <laughs> State Assembly
1: Well Elizabeth Wong Gave a press conference Where she chided the Speaker uh, right. So she can be censured she And, uh, and uh, wow. suspended from the it House Yeah happened before Okay, mm-hmm.
0: well, we'll yeah. definitely be following this yeah. as it unfolds. Coming up, um, after Penang, Mlaka will too limit its chief minister to two terms. We've got that headline up next here on Light. On front page with me this morning is veteran journalist Terence Fernandez and a news editor at Astro Awani Nadia Najib. After Penang, Melaka 2 will limit its chief minister to two terms. Uh, in your opinion, is two terms sufficient for a chief minister to do all that he or she needs to do, Najia?
2: Uh, I believe it is. Two
1: terms is... Uh, ten years. Ten years, mm. right? You know, that's a long time mm-hmm. for... Yeah, if you can't do anything in ten years. Then you're quite useless.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can such rulings apply to ministry bazaars as well?
1: Bully, can. The recently launched National Anti-Corruption uh, plan, plan by Tun Mahathir mm. a five-year plan to mm. make Malaysia among the top ten cleanest countries in the world by 2030 one of the plans is to limit the tenure of Chief Ministers Menteri Besar and yeah. even Prime Ministers yeah. mm. uh, and you know it is it is aimed at uh, preventing uh, the forming of autocratic and d- dynastic leaderships and also to address uh, no, the promotion of uh, cronyism Cronism, and ne- nepotism corruption, yeah. and corruption. basically yeah. it's, 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 da- it's down to that Th- okay. that's the there's a principle of, of this rule and uh, yes, I think you should. I mean, we, we should have a law that limits the tenure of such leaders. It keeps, it keeps
2: uh, yeah. uh, lawmakers on their toes, politicians on their toes, mm-hmm. you know. They don't really have much room for... Uh, Abuse of power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And, it, and it also compels the respective parties hmm. to groom uh, the s- new, uh, second-tier leadership. Yeah. At least we get to
2: see fresh new faces,
1: hmm. you yeah. know, okay, um, often.
2: Okay, well, coming up, a Barisan
0: National MP has proposed that Parliament enact an anti-hopping law, likening those who jump to other parties... As frogs and monkeys, we'll be taking a look at that headline next here on Light. On front page with me this morning, news editor at Astro Awani Najah Najib and veteran journalist Terence Fernandez. Now, a Barisan National MP has proposed that Parliament enact an anti-hopping law, likening those who jump to other parties to frogs and monkeys. <laughs> Bung Mokhtar Radin Mm. is the one who said this in his debate on the Royal Address highlighted the prevalence of party hopping in the country especially in his home state of Sabah where it happens after a general election generally Mm. so uh, what are your thoughts on this is it democratically right to have an anti-hopping law in the country
1: well yes such laws are meant to to protect the interests of the majority over the vested interests of a few mm-hmm. politicians and political parties. So, I will quote the great late Karpal Singh. Mm. You, usually, you usually don't put principles and politicians in the same sentence, but you, you can do that with Karpal Singh. He said, Trust of the voters is sacred. There must be honour among the representatives who won under their party ticket. He said this in 2008 when uh, if you remember in Pakatan Rakyat at that time yeah. wa- was engineering representatives from Barisan National to cross over mm. and he had said at that time that the DP will not accept because uh, it was just principally wrong yeah. because the people vote for the party Yes, not so much for the individual not not in general of course you have exceptions like yeah, you do. like yeah. uh, Kuli Tungur Razali Hamzah any, any party he contests he will still win mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. They, they're voting for the individual mm-hmm. but it creates a lot of instability you cannot get into the business of running the government after an, an election if you are just focused on widening your power base, like yeah. what Bersatu is doing yeah, now, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah, with the you know with the hopping over of with the courting of MPs in Sabah, for mm-hmm. instance, and also in the Peninsula. Yeah. So when does it end? When does it stop? You know, it, it it masks the whole ele- electoral process.
2: Yeah, but that's one I didn't I didn't understand, though. You know, because earlier on they said that oh no, we're not going to get any. No, I'm um, no MPs. We're not going to accept any and whatnot. Yeah. But now we're like oh. Okay, Seems that, like an open, open invitation. Yeah, right? you know. So, okay, right. there might be a few exceptions. Oh, they have to go through this process, this process, you know. So, I mean,
1: where does that put the rakyat who actually voted? But uh, don't forget, I mean, going back to the original question about... Is uh, it de- democratic? Whether it's democratic. Mm-hmm. The federal constitution protects your right to party hop. It be- does? Because Article 10 says... That there's freedom of association And that was what was used In a 1992 case In the case of uh, Nordian Saleh versus uh, Dewan Undangan Negeri Kelantan The mm. Kelantan Assembly When he party hopped uh, And was told to vacate his seat But
2: it's got to, it's got to come with Some conditions lah Like no. you said You know earlier mm. Vacate mm. your seat mm.
1: You know Make mm. it fair Fair to the party Fair to the people So Kelantan and Penang today Have a rule In the state constitution That says that If you were to change parties You mm. have to vacate your seat And mm. and then you have to push for By election Alright yeah, so that's where it stands today. Okay. it's a it's a conversation that we should continue to have. Like, I suppose. All right.
0: When we come back, we'll take a look at the Christchurch shooting and how social media is racing to stop attack footage. That's up next here on Light. Win your share of 15k. with sounds like a song starts at 9 a.m. The Christchurch shootings. Social media races to stop attack footage. Um, I think on the day itself, this live video that was shot by the shooter actually went viral within moments uh, more than Mm. 900,000 downloads and and uploads it's really quite mind-boggling you know I just don't have the words for it Mm. Uh, those people who shared it even now the question I have is is it the responsibility of the company or
2: is it the society to stop the sharing of such videos for me it's the society always I mean first and foremost you know because the platform is there you know the companies they prepare the platform you know but it's the society who abuses it you know you can choose it's a choice mm. you, you know you can choose either to do good or to spread negativity your thoughts you too? know
1: these social media companies uh, like Facebook you know, they make billions out of their platforms and they have and, that, and which means they also have to be a bit more responsible I mean mm-hmm. their platforms were used by terrorists to spread ide- ideologies mm-hmm. I know you have horrific things being shared on uh, being posted on YouTube you know by ISIS and they have been brought to task uh, especially in Europe and America but uh, like Let's talk about what Najee has just said, but at the same time, society also needs to be a bit more responsible. Responsible, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When they post things or when they when they view stuff on uh, on social media. Now we're talking about cens- censorship laws in uh, New in New Zealand, right? Yes. Mm. Following the Christchurch shooting, yeah,
0: I believe people are being charged for sharing this um, video. Mm-mm. Do you feel this is right?
1: Well, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction but from the New Zealand authorities. But then mm. again, there are censorship laws in, the U in, in New Zealand. Is called the, uh, in the case of these two gentlemen, it's called the Film Act that allows the government to make certain videos illegal Mm-hmm. to view possess and distribute and these are classified as objectionable videos or material mm-hmm. which is very vague la, and and is uh, open and could be open to abuse uh, i think once normalcy returns to the country there will be a debate on whether such laws are mm. open to abuse right. and uh, whether they, they need them and, uh, at all i la. think
2: in terms of uh, if the question of it you know should one be charged mm. it's good because at least we can get Send a message mm-hmm. Out You know That this is Nothing to play with You know yeah. It's a serious matter But In terms of uh, Enforcing it Not so much enforcing In terms of the penalty mm-hmm. Penalizing For me I don't think if, if you put a place of fine Or anything any It would do much But you can Get people to do Like community, community service.
0: service Yeah I know yeah, but so, if you nine hundred thousand people are sharing this, how are you gonna? Uh,
1: just to address that question, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very good question. Nine hundred thousand people share this. How can mm. you charge all nine hundred thousand? Mm. In the case of these two gentlemen in uh, New Zealand, mm. they were not only charged for sharing; they were because their shares were accompanied mm. by seditious or suggestively seditious. Comments right. and mm-hmm. captions. Mm-hmm. Somebody, okay. One of them posted a picture of a mosque mm-hmm. and said, target acquired. Mm-hmm. Or you can
2: narrow mm-hmm. it down to those, um, I read somewhere, those with verified accounts who've got a large following, number yeah. of following, you know, mm-hmm. you know, where they can do more damage. That's, okay. that's one factor. Indeed.
0: Well, we're definitely going to continue watching this story as it unfolds. Uh, thank you very much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: us. Terence Fernandez, veteran journalist and Najia Najib, news editor at Astro Awani.